Welcome. You are listening to Park Avenue Podcasts, and this is Rabbi Elliot Cosgrove. While it's always better to hear it live, this is a place to be to catch the music, sermons, and select programs of Park Avenue Synagogue. If you like what you are hearing or want to learn more about the community, please check out our website at www.pasyn.org. Enjoy our latest installment. is a professional development podcast for educators who are teaching Jewish things in Jewish schools. We're your hosts, Jen Stern-Branowitz and Aaron Beezer, Jewish educators from New York City. This episode is a part two on how we talk about art. If you are planning a lesson for Yom Hatzmaut, Israel's Independence Day, and are looking for new and creative ideas, this episode is for you. Ellen, you and I, along with the Congregational School team, have worked very closely and collaboratively on enhancing our art education in the Congregational School at Park Avenue Synagogue. We've worked to connect these projects to the curriculum and also the framing that we've shared with our families, with our parents. So not everyone, or rather most educators, who do not have the privilege of working with an artist in residence. So this is, we have that privilege of Park Avenue Synagogue and this uh, podcast recording is really an opportunity to share ideas with all educators, whether they're formal educators in schools or in camps or parents, all educators who are looking for some new and great innovative ideas. And so, you know, you and I are working on the premise that art education is real education. Obviously you're an artist in residence. I don't need to convince you of, of that and how the art education, it really enhances the Judaics learning. Thanks, Jen. It's great to talk to you today and be together and share some of the great stuff we do at our synagogue. Um, the privilege of being artist in residence, which I've been for many years, has allowed me to develop all kinds of creative projects with every department in the synagogue. And as we continue down that road, especially in congregational school, we've really found that the art projects are grounded in what the teachers are teaching. So they don't stand alone, they're not separate projects, they're not let's, let's do some art today. They're always following what we're learning. So today we're gonna to focus on Yomat Mu'ut art projects and see what kind of education they're grounded in and how they rolled out in our school. Wonderful. Perfect. So yes, we're going to, let's, let's start Ellen with a, a project that can be done with a class. Um, so there's one in specific that we did sort of thinking about Israel and environmentalism and Israel education, not necessarily through his, a historical lens, um, but through the land. So can you t- talk to us um, a little bit about, not a little bit, in depth about that project? Right, this was a third grade Gimel project about trees of Israel. So one of the great opportunities in art is getting the right reference materials. And in this case, we really wanted to see what all the different trees of Israel looked like the kids created them out of construction paper, and then we made a kind of a forest, a conglomerate forest out of actual trees that grow in Israel. So we had the orange tree, olive, pomegranate, almond, acacia, fig, palm, all the trees that really do grow there. And we had photographs for the kids to look in reference. So as they're learning about the land and creating their trees, they made them individually 
But then as we built them all together into the forest of Israel trees, we, always, we also created the community of bringing our art projects together into a one view, which is a very strong theme that you'll see that goes on in a lot of what I do, how to bring individual artworks together to build a community setting, feeling, and growth. And also I'll say as our listeners are listening to you and I talk about these projects that we're going to do something different in this episode and share show notes. So we're going, you'll be able to link to the visuals of these projects. So, you know, Ellen, I think you did a great job sort of describing what the project, um, the, well, of course, the educational values in the project, but what the project looks like. Um, and also to educators who maybe want to think about how to incorporate this to a Yom Ha'atzmaut lesson or to an, any lesson about Israel um, and the land and the environmentalism, we will, there'll be a way to actually look at the, for you to see the art. The next project we have, Ellen, is Israel, Israeli history through maps. So for an older grade, we're really learning about the, I guess the land, but really the history of the boundaries, the borders, and how the maps have changed over time. So can you talk to us about, um, look, uh, right now as we talk, I'm looking at the visuals. So maybe you could do, as our artist residents, um, do us justice in sort of what I am looking at and what this project, how it's rooted in education and what it looks like. Right. The idea behind it was to take each map that we chose. We have six maps in total, different time periods in Israel's history, and assign each map to one class. We had six Hay classes. So each class got a map. They did the research for their map. For instance, we did uh, the Exodus story from Egypt and the wandering in the desert. We did um, the tribes of Israel, 1948. Um, and then we went, I think, 1967, Sinai and today's map. And so this is how this project rolled out. This was an entire class of classes. So it was the whole grade, all of Hay. And after each class got their assignments, they also got the research for the history. They made their map, which are pretty large. And then on the last day, all the classes came together. They presented their own map with their own history so they could share all the information with each other and learn about Israel through time, through their own presentations. And that was a very uh, successful idea and, and mm -hmm. project. And what I also really like about this project, Ellen, is, you know, you could do this project sort of thinking more, more modern history, right, starting in 48, let's say. Um, but we also chose to do this, you know, with two versions of the map that are in the Bible, which, you know, I think there are a lot of reasons to do that, but one of that is sort of to connect the, to root us in why we are talking about Israel. What is our connection to the land? The connection to the land comes, you know, from our ancient stories and from the Torah and from the Bible, and then, you know, to progress into modern Israel. And of course, you know, someone could do this in a day school setting, in a congregational school setting, in a camp setting in different ways, you know, focus different time periods. You could do it, you know, with different, um, potentially different points in history or different um, materials, but sort of, sort of think through sort of what the goals are for choosing, you know, for us starting with the Exodus to today um, and think about how that would work in yours in a different setting or one setting. Right, because it really shows how old Israel is. It's been in our history since the beginning of our history as an aspiration and now till today. So that 
when you show that through time, you really get that connection. And a question for you, Ellen, about the, sort of the visuals and the way the art was done itself. Because when our listeners look at the show notes, the maps are all were done very differently with different, some have more like markers and stickers and some are like are a little more 3D with, I think there are flowers attached. So was that something that the kids chose? Was that a direction that you or the teacher gave? Sort of how did, how did they take the learning and then, you know, become creative with it? A lot of projects are about the planning. So when you have teams in a class and some are working on the history and some are working at the write-up and some are working on the presentation and some are working on how do they want to make their map. So when they have their idea of how they want to make it, then they can make a list of materials and I can give them the materials they need to make it the way they want. A lot of times I'll show them a bunch of materials and they'll choose, or sometimes they just have a very clear vision of what they need. And that is definitely part of the process. A question for you, if someone was going to be doing this project this year, this Yom Hatzma'ut, if they are um, teaching virtually, do you have thoughts? Uh, you know, it's, a, it's not the same. They can't go to the art room or go to the closet that the teacher has access to to get supplies. So any thoughts or suggestions or tips for teachers who might be listening to this, you know, in modern time, in 2021 and thinking about doing a map project or the tree project virtually? My new best friend in the pandemic is Google Slides. Google Slides is the best part about Google Slides is that everyone can work on it at the same time. Everyone has access to it and it's live working. So what I like to do is in the Zoom, leave on Zoom, give the link to everybody to go to Google Slides, and then they can hear each other and work at the same time. So that makes it much more collaborative than people just working alone because the sound of the class is still there. And for any way you want to do it, I would still say you need to put up the visuals, the references, the history, the questions, it should be very guided and then open. So once you set up the inspiration, then you send kids off to create their slides. If who's assigned these kinds of trees, who's assigned this kind of period of history. And there's many applications, digital applications for how to create things. The kids know a lot more about it than I do. Um, Sketchbook Pro, um, if you ask them, they'll tell you how to do things. They can create them and then upload them to their slide. So that's the way I would always recommend organizing materials for a class. Great. Thanks. That's really helpful. Um, so the map project we just talked about, Ellen, was done with individual classes that came together as a grade. And then there was a map project that we did as a congregation as a sort of a synagogue-wide project. So can you speak to right where, where we did a class project, now we're thinking about how to take a class project grade-wide and then think about taking it even bigger than just sort of one arm or one department or one piece of the synagogue, but to do it uh, synagogue-wide. Right, so the next three projects are about how the whole congregation was involved, which is always very uh, daunting and very exciting. So you have to work with every department you get everyone on board, usually with a meeting and an exciting 
uh, rollout. And then you follow up with how can each group in their own age-appropriate way be part of this whole congregational project. So on our first ever trip to Israel in 2004, we wanted to create one map of Israel with everyone participating and divided up the whole map into component parts for people to work on. And that you can see in the show notes. That was a very large four foot by eight foot collage mural. And it was really the first project of that kind in our congregation and really set the tone. How can you bring everyone together to create something? It was displayed in the lobby, which is part of the end excitement that everyone sees what we've all made together, which is a really important part of that. Now the other, I'm just gonna keep going with the Israel projects of um, entire congregation. So for Israel's 70th year, um, the congregation had a mega trip to Israel, 11 buses, it was a lot of people. And part of what is very important about projects for the congregation is what are your goals and what problems are you trying to solve? What are you want to address? What challenges have come up? And the challenge for us was, even if there's 11 buses, that's not everyone in the congregation going to Israel. And what about all the people who are not going? That was our opening challenge. How are we going to involve everyone in a project if you're going to Israel or if you're not going to Israel on this trip? And what we came up with was a postcard project using um, blue and white postcards and blue and white is the theme for 400 postcards to be put together into one mural. And the educational part was that each class, each grade, each department got a different theme of what they would be working on. So again, the resource materials of the water sources in Israel, or what about Israel's technology or prayers grounded in Israel literature? What are the different things we can learn about Israel while we create this mural and come together as a congregation? So that those themes are always how you build a project. What problem would you like to solve? What challenges are ahead of you? How can art help you solve those problems? while creating community-wide excitement and creativity. And this project was the, the pre-project to the trip, right? And then there was a post-project project? There was a post-project in that, again, we wanted to involve everyone in the idea that people, everyone has a connection, their own connection to Israel. And a lot of people have been to Israel or have people that they know who have been to Israel. And we asked for photographs from trips, anyone's trip to Israel that you knew so that everyone could participate. It was, you always want the widest possible participation in a congregation wide project. So people sent in photographs of trips. They took photographs from trips that other family members took so everyone had a way to participate in this project. 
And then we put up all the photographs and unveiled this mural at the gala, which was super fun. And everyone took a selfie in front of it. And you know, that's a sure sign of success. And this project, as you said, we did the final, uh, the final display was something physical that people could stand in front of. But also if you're thinking about photographs, that's also something that can be shared digitally. And if your class is virtual right now, you know, you could create um, a final project that is digital that could be shared and turned into, well, I won't say Earth Thunder for the last one that was Upper East Side Community Project. So maybe let's talk about that because that really was um, the, a project that was uh, created while we were in this COVID world of virtual and that was, um, what's the word, displayed and put out there as a final product, virtual. So why don't you share, Ellen, how, what this, so this project was a communal Upper East Side project, right? It wasn't just park at one synagogue, um, but rather five Upper East Side synagogues together for Yomhats Mode. Right, that happened last year. It was planned as a physical, turned to a digital. Everyone knows that story. So this is, um, we created a bridge project where we had lessons created on Google Slides and people saw different places in Israel. There was a video about a mini tour of Israel, symbols about Israel. Again, learning inspirational ideas. And then the students would create their own artwork, upload it, and then our graphic designer turned it into one bridge project. And that was a cooperative, community-wide project for Park Avenue Synagogue, Central Synagogue, Hilak Jeshrin, Shari Tefila, and the 92nd Street Y. And that was, you can see the building bridge of what we're talking about today from class to grade, to congregation, to community-wide. The art is the thing that can be the organizer of your ideas and then allow people to express themselves creatively, bring it together, and then share it out. Whether it's a classroom teacher or a camp counselor, you know, who's thinking about in taking a lesson and then, you know, teaching that lesson through art, um, and they're nervous that whether it's their supervisor or a parent might say like, well, what is this? What is this project? Like, do you have any words of wisdom for us on how to frame, uh, frame up an art project so that the it's, it's more than just sort of what you can see on the paper, right? How do we convince other people who are like, Oh, why did you spend your time drawing or coloring or taking a photograph of, you know, the value in the, the art education? Thanks for that question, Jen. This is something we have learned from experience that when you send out the final version of whatever it is and you share it in your newsletter or on your website or any way that you're using communication, you really have to explain it starting from the educational reason you're doing it to how it was done to here it is and why it's important because people can look at art and not really understand the educational steps that were taken all the way through. You're just looking at the final piece and you go, okay, that looks nice, but what did I learn about it? What did my child learn about it? And you have to say, 
what the lessons were that led up to this. What were the resources? What were the educational grounding that helped this creativity happen and reinforced the learning that already took place? Yes, that is something we've talked about a lot together and spent time, you know, figuring out the best way to frame the projects, to message home to families what we're doing. And though it's, you know, it, it takes time, you know, to create the the newsletter or the take-home handout or to create the framing and have the right language of, as you were sort of listing out, you know, how to explain from, from the initial goal in the classroom to the final project, sort of what the arc was. I think we've seen a lot of, um, we've received a lot of good feedback and has seen a lot of results from the the time it takes to create that framing and that explanation that it's definitely worth it, right? To make sure that when whoever sees that, whatever adult in that child's life sees the final final product, um, that they sort of understand more than just looking at the final product, but they understand all the learning that was layered underneath. Right, because if you don't tell them, if we don't tell them, how would they know? So that is our job, is to share that last bit of communication. The other thing I wanted to add was, we've been working together as a team for a long time, including the teachers and the educational assistants. And we're already kind of a well-oiled machine in thinking of how lessons and art go together. Where in the year-long curriculum should art projects come in to reinforce learning that took place? And it's no different for us now online than it was in person, because that's the way we worked anyway. But it is education first, art reinforcement, and creativity allowing for individual expression in building your Jewish identity. It's all of those component parts coming together. Well, this was great, Ellen, and a lot of fun. And it was nice to have a chance to talk to you and to look back on some projects we've done together and to, you know, think about bigger projects we have to, we've done together in the congregational school, right? Through, and then projects I've worked as a part of that you've done with the, with the whole synagogue. So thank you for the wisdom you share with us every day at Park Avenue Synagogue as our artists in residence and for your time today to share with others how we can think about art education and Israel on Yom Hatzmaut. It was great to be together, Jen. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to Park Avenue Podcasts, a place to be to catch the music, sermons, and select programs of Park Avenue Synagogue. If you like what you are hearing or want to learn more about the community, please check out our website at www.pasyn.org. See you in shul.